Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Well, hello for what is very likely to be the final time. Uh, this is the fourth and finale. No, that's not, that doesn't sound right. Fourth and final. The finale is the fourth episode of this here podcast. That's what we're going to go with. Those words all make some sense. Uh, so the original plan had been to record 10 episodes, then release them bi-weekly. That didn't work. Uh, <laughs> I recorded four of them. In theory, what you'd be hearing right now is my dear friend Shelby and I building dogs uh, via the draft, except the episode is lost. I don't know how. Uh, usually what would happen is I would come home after recording. I would put the SD card into my computer, pull the file off, put it into a folder. Everything's good. I would <laughs> I would edit it immediately and certainly not wait a year and a half to do each episode. Who would uh, Who would do that? I don't know. Uh, clearly a conspiracy. But I uh, didn't seem to do it for this one. I looked in the folder. There was nothing there. Uh, then I looked on the SD card. There was nothing there. I even double-checked the task cam that I was using. Hit play. The only thing I had was the episode I did with Classy. So it's just unfortunately gone. However, as I said in one of these previous episodes, I write everything down. So I can let you know... Um, basically how it went. It was very good. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm going to say most likely the reason that it wasn't transferred over is that uh, that was one, I distinctly remember this, I did not have my medication that morning, so my head was foggy uh, all day as we were drafting, but I did all right. Unfortunately, though, I'm really, ugh, I mean, I would have just edited around my own stupidity and rambling, which is what happens when I don't have my acetalopram uh, for a couple of days. It'll just uh, cause me to go foggy and ramble, sort of like I'm doing now, but I promise you I've got it. Uh, Oh, well, so I was just going to edit around my own stupidity. And, uh, you know, I mean, Shelby's a natural at all this. She used to host uh, Girls Interrupting. At the time, she said they were just on a small hiatus while uh, Jackie got resettled in a new location. But uh, that seems to have gone on indefinitely. We recorded this on the 23rd of January, 2019. So, uh, yeah. That was a great podcast. If you can go back and find them, you should definitely listen to them. They are a, they were a, they are, they were. You know what? We're going to go with they are. We're going to be aspirational. They will start recording again someday. Uh, they are a feminist comic book podcast that uh, reviews these things for these things. Well, those things from a feminist standpoint, which I always loved because the comic book sphere is very dude centric and it's a lot of the muscles on this on this guy aren't bulging and bicepy enough and he doesn't kill enough dudes. I really enjoyed that they took a fair and even handed approach to the things that they liked. <laughs> the things they didn't like, they could get a little uh, a little testy on those, but hey, that's all good. That's what criticism is. Um 
And also each month they did a game that I loved working on. Uh, I would uh, just write out some questions as time went on. I would write fewer and fewer of them because one, Shelby's just one of the smartest and funniest people that I know. So she didn't really need me as much. And then also, uh, well, we'll get into it a little bit later because it ties into why there are no further episodes of this. But uh, since I write everything down, I can give you the, the cliff notes of what there would have been. And then we'll do a nice little coda. Um, retrospective of this show. Uh, so the guest obviously was my dear friend Shelby. You can find her on, well, she's still on, she's on Instagram. She's on, uh, on Twitter. I don't know her, uh, handle off the top of my head. Shellbot something or rather. You can find her on there. Um, the question for her from our previous guest was, if money were no object, what alternative profession or job would you have? Which is an amazingly good question, and I'm going to just kind of screw things up right now because I don't remember what she said at all. I remember what I said because we went on to a fairly lengthy, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, diversion about that. Uh, uh, because my dream, like if I didn't have to worry about money at all, I mean, I would still work. I enjoy working. But I definitely wouldn't be working anything too hard. Right now I'm working a warehouse job, as I mentioned. Uh, love it. It's only gotten better over time. Everything's wonderful. But, uh, you know, if I didn't have to, I think I would do a job. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, if I didn't have to worry about money, I think I'd just continue the job that I have now. I mean, uh, it's good for your brain, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, I'm going to imagine what Shelby said probably would be crime fighter. She's a woman of justice, and I feel like she would dish it out as well as take it that doesn't sound right how do you take justice well she would dispense it in the style of hybrid between uh uh, what's her name black canary and huntress she would be her very own bird of prey uh which that movie by the way if you haven't seen it go watch it it's one of the best uh, superhero movies i've seen in a long time it's easily the best dc movie and if you're not watching it you're dumb all right well uh as i said unfortunately i didn't have that oops uh, but I can give you our draft because we had these, this, I write down everything. So our draft was we were going to build a dog each. We were going to pick the traits that we like. And obviously you couldn't take that. So if she took big dogs, I couldn't have a big dog. If she took, if I took, uh, uh, yellow coat, let's just say, then she could have any kind of coat other than yellow. I would just have specifically the yellow coat. This was fine because God damn, we love our dogs. She told me at the time about her childhood dog growing up and uh, the desire to have a new one. Unfortunately, this area being as it is and most apartments being as they are, getting dogs is not really uh, a thing that we can do. I'm telling you right now, if my apartment allowed me to have a dog, well, number one, I would already have one on account of one of my roommates owns a dog, a big, beautiful dog named Hook. I would die for Hook. Uh, but because they don't allow him, I'll get them. Uh, were I able to get one, though? Immediately. Immediately. In a friggin' heartbeat, I'd get a dog. I would love the hell out of a dog. Adopt, shop, do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. There's plenty of dogs, but preferably adopt. Uh, anyway, so Shelby's uh, five rounds. I'll just give them you two. Ugh. I'll just give them to you one through five. She picked uh, short hair, which I believe was on account of allergies. But also, I mean, short hair is a good pick anyway. It doesn't shed. Who wants to spend all your time picking up a hair? Yeah, those, what are the ones? The big, like, Las Opsos, I think they are, with the big furry fur or uh, St. Bernard's. Beautiful coats. But, man, that's a lot of effort to take care of. Who wants? Well, 
who wants to do that? Who wouldn't want to do that? It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, if you can get a dog with short hair that you don't have to do too much work on, perfect. We had a dog growing up, this is me speaking, not her, uh, that was a very short-haired terrier named Thumper. Dumbest dog in the world, which is going to which is gonna become important uh, when you get to my things. Dumbest dog in the world, loved her. Short, 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 short hair. Uh, give her little scritchy scratchies, perfect. And never really had to worry about uh, picking up like big old piles of shed. Uh, her second pick... Second pick was good listener slash obedient, which, man, I wish I had been able to take that, but she beat me to the punch, because who wants a dog that's just going to do whatever the hell it wants to do, right? Um, I was listening to a thing the other day about uh, about dog training, and they were saying as how in, like, the 50s through the 80s, the idea was you establish yourself as the, the alpha, which is really kind of a crazy thing if you think about it. It's a dog. They just love you no matter what you do, so don't just make them scared. Uh, number three, crescent tail, which... Ooh, beautiful, beautiful crescent tail. Uh, like, ooh, what's the one? Pomeranians, I think. They just curl right up into a uh, into a curly cue. That's a beautiful thing to have. Not much more on that, except to talk about Thumper's tail, which was a little tiny bit of a stub. I'm actually going to talk more about that when we get into mine. Uh, but for now, her fifth pit... Nope, sorry. Fourth pit was being a mutt. Gah! Ooh. That one hurt. I can't believe I didn't think of getting a, a mutt when I was doing my picks. Because mutts are the greatest dogs in the world. Breeding dogs, this is a little known fact, and it's really uncomfortable for you, but uh, the whole idea of this is a purebred dog came from the eugenicist movement of the 1800s, meaning the people who inspired the Nazis also decided we should make dogs and classify them by breed. A hundred years later, 150 years later by now, those dogs, those quote-unquote purebreds, are dumb as rocks they are so inbred that it is scary you get a mutt the mutt's gonna have the best genes of both dogs in them they're beautiful they're wonderful things and who cares also you look at like bulldogs which i love get, get yourself a little bulldog like british bulldogs with those bandy old legs those are evolutionary throwbacks unfortunately like they are not really meant to live it's really sad when you discover this thing which is part of the reason why we say adopt don't shop because most of the things that you adopt are going to be mutts uh so yeah they're healthier they're nicer they're cooler it's all good get a get a mutt uh her number five this was another really good one i'm telling you right now she had one of the best drafts i've had and i was just playing catch up every round uh her fifth pick was lazy cuddler and then she kind of took a second one but it's like whatever i'll give it to her she said also a medium dog which was important because if you're going to talk about cuddling you know if you have a great big great dane who's like 80 pounds it's a little bit harder to cuddle with that thing than say like a 15 pound terrier like thumper but uh, she picked a medium dog, so I don't know. In general, I'll put it this way. We know a medium dog when we see it, right? It's not like a little uh, teacup poodle. It's not a terrier, but it's also not a St. Bernard or a, an Irish wolfhound. Uh, it's, you know, a dog. It's just think in your mind what a dog looks like, and it's that, all right? Lazy color was a good one because that's the kind of dog that you can just sit on the couch and they come up to you and just put their head on your lap and they're good to go. You just give them some scratches while you watch HGTV. Life is good. <sighs> my picks, my five, one through five here. My number one pick was dumb. I love a good dumb dog. Smart dog. Okay, okay, okay. All dogs are going to be smart enough to follow instructions provided you train them properly. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a big, dumb, doofy dog. The kind of dog that just, they always have their mouth slightly open and their tongue hanging out. 
our dog Thumper, I'll give you this as an example, was this wonderful, friendly little uh, black terrier that they said she was Scottish. We got her at a, a puppy mill store at, what was it? Oh, Westgate Mall. But the problem is, like, it was 1990-whatever. I mean, that was just what you did then. If we could go back in time and not do it, probably we would have adopted. But at the same time, eh, that was over 20 years ago. It's... Just make your peace with it. And also, we were dumb back then, so who the fuck knows? Anyway, uh, but she was a dumb dog. So we called her Thumper because she had a very powerful tail. Put a pin in that for number three. She had a very powerful tail when we got her and would wag it. And then, like, when we got her, we were in the backseat driving her home, and her tail just kept hitting the window. And we go, thump, 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 thump. So my brother says, oh, yeah, we're going to call her Thumper. Also, it was his birthday, his dog. So, of course, we did it uh, his way. I would not have named her that, but hey, it's all good. Anyway, uh, about maybe two weeks into having her, she had this habit of she would enter a room, like just kind of force her way through, and then kind of like pause right at the uh, the entrance, just kind of looking in the sky like, why did I come in here again? Now, I'm sure really she was just kind of uh, uh, getting acclimated to the new house and the new people and everything. But she would always pause right at the doorway. Anyway, she goes into my brother's room one time and pauses just a little bit longer than normal. And the door that she had forced open closed and it closed right on her tail. And she just let out a big old yip and ran under my brother's bed for like almost a full day. Uh, but uh, when she finally came out, we had noticed she'd been gnawing at her tail in a really strange way, and we took her to the vet. She had broken it, and she was trying to gnaw it off. Uh, so we had it amputated. Don't worry, she's fine. She lived a long, healthy life. Everything's great. This is not a sad story. There are no sad stories when it comes to dogs. Uh, so she tries to gnaw off her own tail. We have it amputated. We had linoleum? No. We had hardwood floors in our hallway, and we had uh, uh, like uh, these polished tiles in the in the kitchen and the little foyer, and it was just a straight shot down the hall, straight to the foyer and uh, the front door, which was made out of big, heavy mahogany, probably. I think right now I'm channeling Emperor's New Groove. It was some big, heavy kind of wood, giggity-goo. Anyway, if she was in my brother's room or my room or whatever, and somebody walked down the street, she would just run and bark, 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 bark. Because that's what terriers do. They're very territorial. Uh, what was great is if somebody came to the door and came in, she would bark, 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 bark. And then the minute they were through the door, she would just turn around and run and hide. Because it was almost as if she was saying, look, man, I did what I had to do. Uh, this is the only card I've got to play. I barked and barked, and they came through anyway. You're on your own now. I'm sorry. Uh... But uh, what she would usually do, though, as someone comes up to the door, is bark, 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 run full speed down the hallway, full speed across the, the tiles on our floor, and then not learn how to put on the brakes. So she would generally stop right around where the foyer started, and because it was polished, uh, polished tiles, she would just slide the rest of the way right into the door and hit it, thump, every time. Uh, full speed, practically, like a football player. So I'm sure she had little doggy concussions. Uh, but yeah, they lived a long, healthy life. But she never learned, maybe I should slow down a little bit. Big, dumb dog. Well, a very small, dumb dog, about 15, maybe 20 pounds at her heaviest. Uh, small, dumb dog, but god dang, who doesn't love a dumb dog?
I'm going to go two, and this is also, now that I think about it, I didn't make this connection at the time. This is also Thumper influenced. Foldy over ear, specifically one ear, not two ears. Had I said foldy over ears, that would be different. Now, if you don't know, there are three types of ear. There's the pointy uppy ear, otherwise known as the sticky uppy ear, kind of like soda is also known as pop. Uh, that's when you have, you know, like a, a terrier such as Thumper, and they've got big kind of pointy uppy ears. I mean, how, uh, it's exactly what it says on the tin, right? Uh, and then you got the floppy ear. That's like your basset hounds, you know, your droopy dogs where they just kind of hang down. And then you got the foldy over ear, which is kind of like sticky uppy, except that the top of the ear kind of folds down just a little bit, kind of like, um, <laughs> you know, like Fox and the Hound or uh, what? No, no, no. That wrong dog movie. Lady and the Tramp? I feel like late. Tr- no, Tramp had... One foldy over ear, or maybe I'm thinking of the dog from uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven slash All Dogs Go to Heaven 2. Man, there's a lot of dog movies out there, aren't there? That would be something fun to do while you're in quarantine. Just watch all of them. Maybe only the first couple Air Buds, but I digress. Anyway, so one foldy over ear and then one sticky uppy ear, I believe, is the ideal. That is just cute as a button. Uh, the number three point that I had... Powerful tail, gotta have a powerful tail, one that can uh, make that big old thump, thump, thump sound, but largely on account of when they are wagging that powerful tail, you know they're wagging their tail. That's a happy dog. All right, number four, underbite. Again, I just wanted something really cute, and I feel like a little little bit of a pug-like underbite is just, ooh, crunch it all up. And then five, a two-tone coat. Now, it took me a minute to remember what I actually meant by this. I'm not talking like, uh, you know, a black spot here, a white spot there, whatever, that sort of thing. What I'm talking about is when they've got like brown fur and then the undercoat is like a little bit white. And so it's a brindle pattern. I think they call that. I just love the look of that thing. Uh, yeah. Then we had a little uh, uh, sub contest in which we named our dogs. She came up with Bowie, which is a good name. It's impossible to have a bad name. Well, no, I shouldn't say it's impossible to have a bad name for a dog. I know people who have. Uh, and then I, at the time, I came up with Sheriff, which was a shout out to internet crush Renee Colvert of the Can I Pet Your Dog podcast. But now Sheriff is still a great name, but I'm going to change it because the idea behind that is that it's kind of neat to have an authority figure kind of name for a dog. You call him, hey, Sheriff, but I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Mayor. I feel like Mr. Mayor. Could you imagine going down to the dog park, throwing a stick and saying, go get it, Mr. Mayor? Oh, that one's Mr. Mayor over there. Plus, you can always take him down to the little town of Idle, Idlewild? Idlewise. Idlewild in California, in which they actually have a dog mayor. And you can, I don't know, have your Mr. Mayor usurp the other mayor. I wasn't really thinking that through. Anyway, the final thing we did was we, <laughs> we decided what our dog's barks would sound like. Uh, she came up with, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this justice because I wrote it down phonetically. She came up with W-U-U capital U-F. And I, I distinctly know what this means. I went with B-A-R-O-O-W. Boy, we are such friggin' nerds. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) The fairest thing to do, because there will probably not be an episode five, is to answer the question. So, So if you didn't get it, what we did in each episode was the previous guest 
provided a question that formed the basis of the conversation for the next guest. Uh, so because Shelby wrote one down, but I'm probably not going to record one, I think it's just fair that I do it. Unfortunately, I don't have a good answer for it, so I'm just going to BS for a couple of minutes here. No, nah, that's not true. It'll be somewhat useful anyway. Her question was, what is your earliest memory? And I have a weird memory when it comes to things like trivia. It's just a, a fact will stick in my brain, such as the fact that all of the gold that we've mined throughout the history of mankind is 161,000 tons, and 75% of that gold is used for jewelry or, you know, artifacts, that sort of thing. But an artifact is jewelry. It's just jewelry you don't wear, right? Why do I know that? Uh, I heard it somewhere and it just stuck. By comparison, by the way, we mine about 5 million tons of aluminum in a year. So that's a lot. That, that should give you an idea of just how rare gold actually is. Anyway, so what's my uh, my earliest memory? I can vaguely remember asking my mom, Mom, am I three yet? And uh, this was uh, some night, and then uh, she said, no, 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 your birthday is tomorrow. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was June 23rd of 1985. Dox me, bro. Dox me. You know my D.O.B. Um yeah, I just remember, I, I vaguely remember kind of the next day that I got Constructs and a, uh, the pink Care Bear, a little pillow, the pink Care Bear. No, 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 no. We had those, those pink pillows. I got a stuffed pink Care Bear. I don't remember which one that is. Uh, it has a rainbow and a cupcake, I think, on its, on its tummy tum. I would look it up, but, uh, that was 30 odd years ago. It's fine if I've forgotten by now. Yeah, like I said, I don't really have that many memories, but it's weird how every now and again just something will trigger something and go, oh yeah, I remember that. Like if you just go fishing in the old the old punch bowl to mix my metaphors, you'll you'll catch something. But uh, yeah, man, when something triggers an old memory like that, it just sticks with you and you go, wow, why did I why did I remember that? I remember it a little bit better now that I've seen this little indie art house from this darling, uh, little known darling called Disney Pixar. And the movie was called Inside Out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Inside Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was... Shut up, Nick. <laughs> I'll leave all that in so you know the uh, the process I go through when I'm doing this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that was that. It was a good episode, and I feel really bad about it, because even though I, I was not on the ball with it, Shelby was, as always, the best. If I find the audio somewhere someday, I'm definitely going to edit it and re-upload it and everything because she deserves better than this but if not you got the capsule especially because i remember i made a little a little game for her of comic book characters real or fake one of my favorite games that i can do and uh i'm pretty sure she got them all right why wouldn't she that is her trivia expertise area she knows everything about the x-men everything to the point where i remember distinctly to see what i'm talking about when these things these things pop up i distinctly remember the first time that we met we had a long conversation about gambit and rogue of the x-men and how dumb we were for well i know my position was how dumb i was for being so into it uh, at the time because well, <laughs> let's get let's get deep Let's get some of that uh, uh, classy therapy going on here. No, it's just, it makes perfect sense that, of course, I was into the guy who was into the girl that he legitimately could not touch unless he died. <laughs> Rogue's Mutant Power, if you never read the X-Men comic books or graphic novels, as they're called now, was power absorption. 
So skin-to-skin contact, and she would just suck the power out of you, but also the life force from you, which made her a beautiful thing that no one could touch, which was a very tragic love affair for a dumb 13, 14-year-old, however old I was at the time when I was super into X-Men. And uh, yeah, 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 uh, Shelby was super into them also. I also... And just using my own knowledge here, I was super into Gambit because I was a dumb 13, 14 year old kid and he talked with a cool Cajun accent or what we thought a Cajun accent was. I mean, now it's a little bit more of the crawdad than it is the all French guy. God, I fucking suck at accents. I should not. Whatever. Hey, we're going to keep that in because you know what? Happiness is knowing that you can dance badly. (laughs) Oh my God. It's hard to talk. I don't know how people manage to do it for two minutes. And here I've done it. No, I've done it for 27 minutes, but we're going to see what this actually is once it's edited down. Uh, Yeah, so that was a memory of mine. I don't know why I shared that. So why isn't there any more of this? Well, number one, I think the last 20 some odd minutes kind of shows you uh, I'm not really cut out for the podcasting world, especially are you really going to listen to this voice for that long? You know how much work I have to do to up the bass, lower the treble and get rid of the nasalness uh, just to make this listenable? My God, I should talk from my gut like this, but uh, no, thank you. Uh, but also... Again, to get a little bit more more classy, get sassy therapy going on, I really only do big projects like this when I'm depressed. And honestly, like the last year or so has been really good. Uh, oops, please hold. Ooh, I think I'm good. Motherfucker. Perfect. All right, sorry about that little digression. I'm going to include this bit. Uh, what just happened was I took about a three or four minute break so that I could play my dumb little video game that I mentioned way back in the episode that I did with Andy and Brian Galaxy of Heroes the Star Wars game uh yeah I'm still hopelessly addicted to it (laughs) anyway uh yeah I took a break because it was seven o'clock and so I got to spend all my energy before it caps out anyway as I was saying uh so yeah no the last year or so has actually been really good for me um I know it's kind of braggy to talk about that but whatever i mean look everyone deserves to toot their own horn sometimes especially we spend a lot of time in this country telling people no 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 no. you have to have other people validate you externally you can't just validate yourself now i don't want to sound narcissistic i mean uh, we got enough of that going on but sometimes it's okay to be proud of yourself um yeah i've got much better friends now than i did a couple years back and uh making not making a lot of money or anything. I'm not going to sound like I'm, you know, just big balling over here, but uh, making enough that I can actually save some and I can afford to do things every now and again, which is a bizarre feeling in the world. My entire life up until about the time I was, yeah, really about now, uh, so 37 or so, I have just been always in debt or feeling like I'm one paycheck away from disaster. Now, like most Americans, I probably am. I just don't know it. I mean, this crisis kind of kind of revealed that, right? Like, uh, yeah, we all kind of know now. We're a lot, uh, we're in a bad position. But uh, yeah, no, it's been pretty good. And so I'm not really depressed. Uh, and then honestly, like, it's weird that 
most people, when they're depressed, they don't want to do work, which I totally understand. Uh, I mean, like I said, I would do this just so that I had something to keep my mind occupied uh, instead of just mulling over whatever was going on at the time. But when I'm in a good place, I looked at, at the episodes I had. I was like, man, it's going to be like an hour and a half. Like that one was classy. Excellent episode. I edited out almost nothing and it's almost two hours, but Hey, you know what? It's two hours because that's two hours of solid gold. All right. Fight me on it. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, that's two hours. I'm going to spend editing this thing at least. Oh my goodness. Uh, I would, I would rather watch the wire, which is what I'm going to do when I finish this season two. This is my second, second watch through. So I know what's coming up, but uh yeah i talk about tv a little too much so whatever uh so yeah when i'm in a good mood i don't want to do projects um my answer to the what would you do question if you had enough money i don't even know if i actually answered that i kind of sucked and rambled around on it (laughs) oops my answer to that question of what would you do if you had money is i don't really know i do my current job because i like working uh money is what i use to i'm sorry work is what i use to do things that i want to do right well like like they say your job happy is the person whose job is what makes them happy or something along those lines you know what i mean they say do what you love but like i don't know the stuff i love is like playing video games i feel like if i turned playing video games into a job well one i would go broke because i'm bad at video games (laughs) but two uh like if if the game became a job then i don't know it would just be another thing that i've got to do another grind i would really rather work a regular old job and then go home and then just do what i want to do right isn't that kind of the dream now that's what it means to be a millennial essentially that you work because you like to work but your work isn't your life it's not how you define yourself so, yeah, there's no more because of that. I might do more. I mean, if you guys like this, I'll do more, whatever. Uh, let me know who you want me to interview, and I'll I'll set something up or whatever. But, well, right now it's kind of hard to do on account of uh, we've got to be at least six feet away from everybody at all times, and ideally, you just stay in your bedroom all week. Um, but, you know, when we're over, we'll see what happens when we're over. When it's over, we'll see what's going to happen. By the way, I haven't had alcohol since the 6th of March, which is now, as of today, the 7th of April, just over a month ago. I feel great. Uh, I didn't realize I was starting to get a little bit of a beer gut. Uh, not that I'm a heavy drinker or anything, but just enough. Now, I, I don't really miss it. That said, once this is over and we can go back out and do stuff, I'm going to have a couple alcohol drinks. Uh, we're gonna let Jurassica out. Eh, I shouldn't say that. Jurassica is my friend's. Actually, come to think of it, that's Shelby's uh, thing. Jurassica is the drunk persona of one of my friends. I believe. I believe it's Jessica, and Shelby's the one who says it. But I also think maybe you know, none of you care. I'm sorry. I'll just uh, wrap this thing up. Regardless, I'm gonna let Jurassica, my inner Jurassica, out. Uh. But uh, don't worry, I live within walking distance of level up, so I'm going to walk there, have a couple Princess Peach sangrias, and then walk back. Uh, and then sleep it off. But uh, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be May, right? Oof. We should be so lucky. Hey, better safe than sorry, right? Sorry, I turned very Canadian there. Um, yeah, so this has been about a half an hour. I'm going to stop now. I would do my own two minutes, except that I've already 
done more than two minutes, and I've rambled enough. So all I'm really going to say is, uh, you know, just stay safe. This has been a hard year already. We're only, we're barely three months in, man. Three months in a week. And we, it's just going to get longer. We got an election coming up. Just keep your head down. Remember, we're all in this together. Reach out to people. Tell them you love them. Do whatever you got to do to get through this thing. And then, uh, you know, we'll come out the other side together. And we're all going to be stronger for it. Jesus Christ, God, I hope so. <laughs> I can't do another four years of this. <laughs> uh... Anyway, I'm going to go back to watching The Wire. Well, that's not quite true. I'm going to I'm gonna hit stop. I'm going to edit this thing. I'm going to do all the other stuff I got to do. Send it all to John. He'll do whatever he wants with these. He may not even air them. Who knows? Nothing is certain in this world, but uh, if you're hearing this, I appreciate you for listening to all four episodes. I wish there was more. Uh, like I said, I'll do more if the motivation strikes, but in the meantime, don't worry about me. Take care of yourself out there. Everyone stay safe and uh, just keep on keeping on. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Sorry. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention. I probably should have mentioned. So the music for this that we've used that you're about to hear again. Um, that's not really authorized. Uh, I had no idea how to do it, but I just figure the Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra, who created that song. Uh, I don't know the name of it. I just know it's the theme song to a video game that I love called Incredible Crisis. So I've been calling it Incredible Crisis. Uh, I don't know the real name and I can't find it anywhere. I just searched for Incredible Crisis song. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tokyo Scott Paradise Orchestra, they made that song. Give all credit to them. Praise unto them. Go listen to them. Do all their stuff. They're not going to find this and there's no money in it. I'm not getting any money. So if they want, uh, I will give them 100% of the proceeds. But that's mainly because, man, I just want more people to know about the, the Tokyo Spock Paradise Orchestra. Sometimes that's hard to say. I just want people to know about the Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra, sometimes known as Ska Para, S-K-A-P-A-R-A. -A -A. Uh, they got a really good version of the the Tetris theme. They got a couple other songs I really enjoy. Uh, but this one, I don't know, it just always stuck with me. I love uh, the way that it ends with We Are One. Uh, yeah, so now I'm done for real. Now that I've given credit where it's due, please don't sue me. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.